Hello, and welcome back to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm Parks Miller. Now, today, we have a pizza dump for you. We get uh, a lot of suggestions for pizza things, like someone sent in Bigfoot pizza from uh, from Pizza Hut, which is just like a really long pizza <laughs> that they had. <laughs> um, not really a dump, but, you know, w- w- worth a mention. Um, also, like... You know, someone mentioned, oh, you guys should talk about how Pizza Hut was the world's largest uh, purchaser of kale. And they were just using it as like salad bar decorations. I'm like, <laughs> worth, worth a mention, not not really a dump. Um, yeah. But I was watching this. Uh, National Geographic has a series where it's like like it's like decades. Right. So it's like the 80s, the 90s. And I was watching the 80s one. And one of the. um one of the episodes was about fast food and how like the eighties was like this renaissance for fast food. And they were talking about pizza delivery and how crazy that got, especially with Domino's because Domino's coined the title of this episode, the 30 minutes or less guarantee. And uh, a lot of crazy stuff went into that. But before we get there, uh, just at the top of the episode, make sure you check out our Patreon. If you can't get enough dumps or Podcast 99 stuff, that's patreon.com slash culture dumps. Um, and also you can follow us on Instagram at culture dumps and send us emails with suggestions and thoughts, comments, concerns, all that stuff to culture dumps at gmail.com. Now, Let's get into it. The 30 minutes or less guarantee. Why is it a dump? Well, the 30 minutes or less or the 30 minutes or your pizza is free guarantee is a dump because it became the gold standard for food delivery and is the backbone of the multi-billion dollar titan that is Domino's Pizza. Not only were people's minds blown by the audacious promise of a hot pizza arriving at their door in less than half an hour, there were also instances where people's lives were lost. While the guarantee no longer exists, it still stands out in the hearts and minds of millions upon millions of people around the world who stood by the clock hoping their delivery guy would fuck up. Oh, and there's going to be a hostage situation as well. Actually, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Actually absolutely. Actually, two. Fuck. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, so I, I, love, um, I love a dump like this because it's like part culinary dump, um, but also just one of these cultural things, you, you know, like... Um, it's not a toy. It's not a. It's not really like it's, a baby. It's Jessica. just kind of like something that's just in the American cultural lexicon of just Absolutely. like the concept. Thirty minutes or less. Um, right. It and, was, and it does get referenced, you know, throughout. You know. Oh, and everything. I mean, I, I'm thinking of um, Nathan for you. Uh, did a spoof on the thirty minutes or less, where he partnered with a pizza delivery company, a pizza company. They offered thirty minutes. Uh, or less or a free pizza but the caveat was the free pizza was this like it was like the size of a quarter it was like a really small (laughs) pizza so so he was still fulfilling the obligation yeah well and also ninja turtles in the uh, i think it's the second movie like you know the deal bud like right right, yeah like it's free and then bart simpson like everyone was taking advantage of this um but let's get into it so pizza the great equalizer the ultimate culinary safe bet Where would the world be without pizza? But furthermore, where would the world be without pizza delivery? Probably inside of a pizzeria because you would just pick it up. But (laughs) that's that's where the world would be. (laughs) This is very, pizza is very American, even though it is Italian. Like it's an Italian food, but it's truly been Americanized even more than like 
the taco or the burrito or something like it, the American pizza right. is fully its own thing. It's completely different than Italian pizza. Well, the country it, of origins for, for tacos and burritos f still hang on to it. Like fiercely. Well, I feel like maybe Italy is kind of like, just like they're like, we'll have pasta be the number one thing here. We'll kind of let pizza go a little bit as like, a, as like our, yeah, our, our signature dish, you know, because like, it's, you know, it's been bastardized, you know, right. And there's still there's still is, you know, the thin crust, the Napolitan pizza like that, you know, having the pride in that. But with the U, it's kind of like the Italians are going to sort of keep that sort of that tradition alive. And then the U.S. kind of we've taken pizza. And Let's so put hot dogs in the crust directions. I mean, yeah, I literally <laughs> yeah. Hot dogs, stuffed crust. I saw one. Was it Domino's or now the Parmesan's on the bottom? So it's like a cheesy, oh, yeah. crispy crust. You got like Detroit pizza, Chicago pizza, like the New York dish. pizza. Yeah. And it's and it's um, it's also just like it's really a lot of there's a lot of culture to it also in terms of the idea, like this whole idea of like 30 minutes or less, like fast food being like the customer is always right. You know, like that's right. a huge concept. And I'm sh that we're really getting into as like Americans, like we need more options and we want things like at the the snap of our fingers at my you know? door yeah yeah and delivery delivery pizza in general uh which it's also great it's also i feel like part of um ryan and i have both played in a lot of bands and like there's sort of this cliche almost of like when you're like in a diy punk band and you're like, well, yeah, we're not going to make any money, but, you know, we'll play for like a six pack of PBR and, and, a, a, and a little Caesars pizza. Like, that's cool. You know, we're down. We're down. Yeah. It, it, it's just pizza it's just punk. easy. Yeah. Oh, pizza punk. God, dude, don't make me vomit, bro. Dude, in, in fucking L.A., man, pizza punk was so big. There was a band called pizza. There was like <laughs> there was like we'll play for pizza. Like it's like, yeah. bro, like pizza. I remember in elementary school like you you know you would be like the first day of school and they're like okay we're gonna fill out these things where it's a little bit about you and they would always say your favorite food and you would just go down the wall and it's like pizza 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 like mm. everyone's favorite food um but also you know there's like fierce rivalry with with pizza and what's interesting about Domino's, it's like when i was in new york right like i i was I was like, oh, I got to get like a New York pizza from like a place. And I got one. Yeah, it was good. But like I was still seeing people getting Domino's delivered to them, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like yeah. it's this weird thing where even if you're in like a pizza town, like like people in Chicago, they're not really eating deep dish that much, uh, but yeah. they'll fucking eat some Domino's, you know, and yeah. like yeah. one thing I'll just say real quick. I hate this pizza elitist mentality where it's like there's no good pizza in name a city fuck yeah. that like yeah. there is good there's good pizza everywhere it's hard to fuck it up like even the like the worst pizza like you'll eat it like you know what i mean it's yeah. not yeah i mean i was i was definitely on that pizza punk little caesar's tip for a while you get the five dollar hot and ready living like a fucking scoundrel asshole just like yeah this is <laughs> this will feed me for this will feed me all day yeah unless um, i smoke also, weed then then the that's... uh yeah it's just kind of like the glorified like the stoner archetype of like yeah the bong rips the pizza boxes um also like the whole pineapple on your pizza debate is one Ugh. of those debates that it's just it's fine. It's such, a, it's such a stupid debate and it's somehow it's like try, it's trying too hard to be this thing that's controversial, like no one really cares. I don't know. I guess it's people a, get really like, excited about it. 
it's like the um it's like this it's like uh what happened with bacon when like bacon became yes, like you gotta have bacon good. with everything it's like oh pineapple on your pizza it's just some shit that people are like you say like who fucking cares but anyways yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways we're gonna Digress. spare you right. the yeah i mean even though we already kind of got into it but we'll spare you the intensely long and heavily disputed history of arguably one of the most popular dishes on the planet and we're gonna skip right to 1960 when two brothers tom and james monaghan purchased a local pizzeria called dominic's in ypsilanti michigan that is a yes. crazy town name to um spell yeah out. uh i do want to say i am and maybe I need to fact check. I'm pretty sure Andrew WK is from Ypsilanti, Michigan. I know he's from Michigan, so that, that could and check out. I know that because there was uh, someone. Yeah, I think he kind of got his musical career there. But there's someone from from these pizza punk days um, in Athens. He was named uh, Timmy Tumble. And he was like this really awesome <laughs> DIY artist. And he would he would play his tracks and he would do lots of somersaults in between it was oh, basically God. like he'd sing somersault guitar solo and uh i i loved him and so i remember he was he had an album called like the prince of ypsilanti oh well and so i've all it's just the name the name is like it's hard to forget ypsilanti home of Domino's and that guy that you were just talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> timmy the tumble the, the two, WK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. The two brothers gave the pizzeria owner, Dominic DeVarti, $500 up front and later paid him an additional $900. Within eight months, James left the business, selling his half to his brother in exchange for the VW Beetle they had been using for deliveries. Terrible decision in the long run. Terrible decision. I mean, that this is VW almost like... bus will, or that VW Beetle will never amount to what Domino's was worth. This you is, could have this is... five million of them. <laughs> I almost I just to beat this like pizza punk metaphor home, but it almost feels like the Tom like was that guy, right? <laughs> he was just like, oh, I'll just yeah, I'll just like take my half of the business for like a couple pizzas and a VW, and he's like, I'm just gonna chill, and then meanwhile his brother's like gonna fucking yeah. create an you empire. give me the business. Er, yeah, yeah, and I'll give you the the delivery car with whatever peaches are left in it from yesterday. Yeah, done. Oh, sorry, yeah. James is James is the one that got the, got the, the beetle. Yeah, and Tom, Tom, Tom is the yeah, yeah. Right. Also, though, delivering a pizza in a VW Beetle in the '60s like sounds like a little piece of heaven. Yeah, it sounds very Scooby Doo. Like, who, shag like that's like a very boner. Like that's like a titty comedy job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Now, over the next few years, Tom Monaghan expanded his business and opened two more locations. He wanted to expand further as Dominic's, but the original Dominic wanted to keep his brand separate. So at the suggestion of a delivery guy, Monaghan settled on the name Domino's, using a domino with three spots as the logo. The three spots symbolizing the amount of stores he had at the time. And this was in 1965 when that happened. And he operated, yeah, three different Dominic's pizzas. And they were his own, unrelated to the OG Dominic's. Uh, it's kind of like how there's a million places called New York Pizza. And none right. of them are related. It's not a chain. It's just like you can just call it that. But the guy was like, look, like you're starting to open up enough locations called Dominic's that it's going to like your product is different than mine. You got to change the name. Like, you know, if you're going to keep mm -hmm. opening up pizza places because it's kind of clouding the the brand loyalty, I guess you could say. Um, mm -hmm. And the original idea for the logo was to have a dot for every location. But uh, there's like several 
thousand <laughs> locations now. Well, so that's that, good. He he like outlived the concept, I guess. Yeah, um, but I mean, even if you're gonna open up like ten, like you don't have ten. How many dots are there on the on the most dotted domino? Twelve. Well, like, I was gonna say the American flag is essentially a dot for every star. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess. Yeah, that's a lot. It, it is red, white, and blue. Hey, the, yeah, the Domino's, Domino's America's really, Pizza. <laughs> it's very fucking American. By 1978, Domino's had 200 locations, and by 1979, that would jump to 287. The, this growth was attributed to Domino's focus on delivery rather than restaurant experience. 1973 was the birth of the first iteration of the Domino's guarantee. This guarantee was half an hour or half a dollar off. What they found was that in the grand majority of cases, the pizzas always made it to the destination within 30 minutes. So they decided to up the ante in 1979 with the 30 minutes or your pizza is free guarantee. And the frenzy began. Now, Pizza Hut was the main competitor. Uh, they had twice as many locations. This whole dump is essentially Domino's trying to beat Pizza Hut. Um, and... It's because Pizza Hut, you know, like everyone always talks about, remember when you could go inside of a Pizza Hut? Like there really aren't too many like dine-in pizza. Although in Scotland, I did dine-in at a Pizza Hut. Uh, and they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, of course. But no, no, to, to be fair, when I went to Madrid, like I did also have to go to McDonald's. Yeah, you know? of course. Like you got to try it out. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. So they're like, well, if we can make our delivery like just way superior to any other pizza place then that'll be our thing you know mm -hmm. like you're not going to come here and have the salad bar or the video games and all that stuff it's going to come to you and it's going to come faster than anyone else or we'll just give it to you um also mm, that was a very uh football announcer it's gonna come hard it's gonna come fast or <laughs> else we're just gonna give it to you well yesterday was the super bowl you know <laughs> uh, yeah this is, this is like our super bowl special uh because like everyone you know gets gets pizza delivery um, also, they were sued by Domino Sugar Company in 1970, and during the time of that lawsuit, it was over the name. Like they were like, "Hey, what the fuck? Like we were Domino Sugar, now it's Domino's Pizza, and, and they're getting all this all this love." Um, so during the the time of the lawsuit, they opened up 30 more locations, but they had to use a different name in case they were going to be forced to switch. So they called them Pizza Dispatch, which is kind of sick. Um, but they won, <laughs> yeah. and they changed all the Pizza Dispatches back to Domino's. Now I, I gotta say I like Dominic's, but Dominic like, sounds a little more legit. It seems like yeah, like it seems like that's is your kind of classic, authentic like New York like greasy ass pizza where like nice everyone old. You walk in, everyone's like yelling. It's like you gotta like order super quick at the counter. <laughs> yeah, because um, everyone's rude. Yeah, just like a rude New York pizza. But <laughs> I get it. Domino's is the corporate. That's what we we know. Yeah, this is the big. It's the McDonald's of pizza, um, along with Pizza Hut. And there are differences. I kind of prefer Pizza Hut just because I like that sweet sugary dough that they got. But it makes me feel worse than Domino's does, and that's a <laughs> razor thin margin. But um, <laughs> but anyways. As pizzas flew out the door, profits skyrocketed. Soon, Domino's was opening locations internationally, and the Great Pizza War of the 1980s was underway. In 1983, Domino's opened their 1,000th one one location, and in, yeah, and in 1985 was named the fastest-growing restaurant chain by advertising age. Despite all the success Domino's had during the most decadent decade, things were about to take a turn for the dump as the 1980s came to a close. This is where we get to death by dominoes here. 
Mm-hmm. As Domino's popularity grew, so did the number of cheapskates, stoners, sticklers, and just plain assholes that wanted to take full advantage of the 30 minutes promise. People were taking down their house numbers, turning off their porch lights, purposefully <laughs> misspelling street names, and in some extreme cases, this is no joke, making attempts at physically delaying the delivery drivers. <laughs> I'm imagining like rolling those strips that the cops have that like immediately <laughs> oh, blow shit. your tires up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like people I, yeah. would like um like stop them. Like they would like say you're like two teenagers and you have like BMX bikes. One would like kind of stop in front of them and the other one would start talking to the delivery driver like, hey, do you know how to get to just like racking up the clock while their cronies at home are like timing it to like yeah. make them late. Like weird shit like that. I, I love a grift that takes more effort than it's worth. You know, like <laughs> how much did the pizza cost in 1980? Like five bucks, right? <laughs> you know, and I granted inflation, but like the amount of time it would take to kind of try and you're putting all this energy into trying to yeah. get people to be well, late when you're a kid and you could just pay for the pizza like how many like delivery drivers do you think were like in their late teens or early 20s and like there's just like a ragtag team of like 14 year olds that think they won up to you like how fucking pissed would you get oh my god I, I i would just beat the shit out of those kids uh anyways <laughs> as we said earlier the vast majority of orders made it on time so even with the calculated loss of the inevitable free pizzas Domino's was still coming out on top but after years of drivers being purposefully duped Domino's changed their now world-renowned guarantee to 30 minutes or three dollars off doesn't have the same ring to it. Also, why are people such fucking dicks? Like I said, even the Ninja Turtles tried to rip off the pizza guy, and they're gooders <laughs> yeah. of they're do they're doers of good. I almost said gooders of do. Gooders is, of do. Yeah. We, I don't know. I mean, scams. People love to like do a little scam, and then it also just kind of feels like a little opportunity to. It, just uh, like, I mean, for me, yeah. it's like you know, it's like the self checkout. At the group, you're just like, could I maybe steal some beer? Could I, could I get <laughs> yeah. away? With I, I remember when when the self checkouts first were invented. Uh, for you younger bananas. folks out there, yeah, yeah, you you literally were. My buddy used to fucking just get a thing of IBC root beer and just put like Sam Adams or like whatever beer was in a darker mm. bottle in that shit and just buy it and check himself out and like yeah. he did it so and he worked at the market he was doing it at. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, he but did, I yeah. I remember, um, uh, I mean, I, mean, I guess that's part of it is it's not necessarily that you need the pizza for free. It's the thrill of like, ooh, this, because I, I have a theory that people actually do want to commit, they want to feel like criminals, but most people sure. don't really want to like go rob a bank or murder someone, you know? So if you can do something like get, if you can scam a pizza, you kind of still get the feeling of being this like- This is their heist. You're like, this is my caper. And it's way, it's more about the thrill. But I the remember, caper, that's yeah. like a Hardy Boys case. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember the thing was like, scan it as bananas. So if you get your fa whatever fancy produce and you scan it as bananas, 4011, you know. Um, and then there was the can scan, which we had where if you got like a 30 rack of PBR, and this all feels so pizza punk to describe this, and then you kind of like rip <laughs> the box a little and that you can pull one can out and if you could scan because each can had an individual barcode if you rang that up it would ring up as like a six pack so if Jesus. you could like so i would do this with my friends and we would ring up the six six pack but at the same time one of my friends would go and ask for cigarettes because the cigarettes were like in a container like in the locked case so then while they're getting the cigs i guess the 
the employee who has to check your ID is kind of distracted. So you, <laughs> while they're getting the cigs, you scan the can, put it back, and then it's like waiting for the ID. And then they just check your ID and they don't notice. And so, yeah, I say, you all know, like fucking high stakes shit, though, when you're doing it, like you feel like, like, you know, in Breaking Bad, when they steal all the the chemicals off the train and it's like fucking super intense, like that's what it feels like when you're like doing this can scam right at the market. It's like, come on, go, 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 go. Like yeah. you, you have a very small window uh, to do it. But yeah, I like the, Yeah, the caper. <laughs> this is like. Yeah, it, it was just a way for people to get away with something. Mm -hmm. um, now, one common misconception about the Domino's deal was that the free pizzas came out of the delivery driver's checks, and that was never true. Although, if you were a driver who missed a ton of deadlines, you would be reprimanded and eventually fired. So with their jobs on the line and an army of customers who wanted nothing more than to throw their delivery driver off course in order to score free pizza, Domino's delivery drivers developed what we will call High risk driving habits. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. This is speeding, shortcuts. Um, some folks will literally just throw on their hazards on the side of a road if they were like caught in traffic and they knew that their delivery was only a block up and they would just leave their car and run the pizza down. You know, like they would pop the curves to get around, like think like just crazy shit. I mean, like and it I became mean, this... like a game between the drivers. Yeah. Like who can get it there faster? You know? Right, right. And I could see how if you're you know, it could be kind of exciting. To even be the driver and try to make it um even though it's really just about like do you think that like there's a, a delivery driver and like a bar and like a chick's like so you drive for dominoes crazy he's like yeah sometimes <laughs> you know be going like 65 in a residential like just to get it. They're like <laughs> wow like you know like they're like hot shots they're like they're like the fucking nascar drivers of the world also i was just thinking while you were telling about the the um can scam like i'm watching you through zoom and i was like what if as he's telling us he just got like swatted like like they finally found you <laughs> it's like you're responsible <laughs> yeah. for 40 can scams in the tri-state area i mean that was the that's <laughs> what was him. funny about that particular scam though is that that actually like stealing alcohol is probably like one of the biggest things that would get you arrested at a grocery store totally um so <laughs> it was actually like kind of fucking risky you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah real cool so yeah like you know those you're an beers, outlaw my outlaw yeah. now it was I got uh, it for free <laughs> it was not uncommon for minor accidents to happen due to domino's drivers you know attempting to make good on the domino's guarantee unfortunately for all involved there were many cause cases that went far beyond your average fender bender by 1989, it was reported that upwards of 20 deaths had been caused by Domino's-related car accidents. Now, while some dispute the number of actual fatalities, there are a few major accidents that absolutely happened and in turn changed the world of pizza delivery forever. In 1990, 41-year-old Susan Wauchup of Calumet City, Illinois, was struck by a Domino's delivery driver while driving her children in her minivan. All were unharmed except Susan herself who died on the scene. In May of 1993, her family was awarded a $2.8 million settlement from Domino's. Yes. That same year, 49-year-old Jean Kinder was awarded $750,000 in physical damages and a whopping $78 million in punitive damages after she was struck by a Domino's delivery driver in St. Louis, Missouri in 1989, an accident which caused massive head and spinal injuries. It's getting bad. I mean, mm. again, like the number that you see in all these news stories is, oh, 27 deaths, 20 deaths. It's always between 20 and 27. And a lot of that is 
kind of conjecture or even urban legend to a certain extent, but these ones absolutely happened and it's, it's terrible. And if you remember uh, from our McDonald's hot coffee episode, physical damages are like, that's the money that's awarded to you for what you actually suffered through. So that's like our hospital bills and at home care. That's the $750,000, $78 in punitive means that's just to punish the company for negligence. Right. So that that's that's their punishment. Now, yeah. 1993 still wasn't done with Domino's. 19-year-old Matthew Jack from Lewiston, Maine, claimed he was hit by a Domino's driver and suffered injuries to his knee, pelvis, and thumb. There were other lawsuits as well, but after the first big payouts, the jury seemed to lean more in favor of Domino's. That's the hot coffee effect. Too many people were suing Domino's now. How many more of these, you know... Are, are we going to you know, sell money out to who's trying to take advantage? Uh, this guy hurt his thumb. That's a far cry from losing your life, you know, or having like permanent brain damage. Um, although we do use our thumbs for just about anything. So he deserved at least a little. That's if why it was we're true. humans. Humans, yeah. right? The thumbs. Yeah, exactly. um, I'm going to say, and then just to kind of go back on being a human, is that uh, you said Lewiston, Maine. And I was like, Oh, that's one of the cities that Fred Durst shouts out in the Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> Show me what you got. And Lewiston, Maine. Dropping yeah. here. Lewiston. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, for some, I love. I love and at Culture Dumps, it's a safe space to talk about the Limp Biscuit love, and I love the list of cities that he includes. Yeah, in he, that he includes song. Pasadena. Yeah, it's like a really. I mean, it kind of just yeah, it feels like sort of redneck party spots all across the country. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, and they're all like um, they're all themed out too. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they, they all got their own thing. Now, it was late 1993 when Domino's officially ended their guarantee of speedy delivery. Their new strategy was a quality promise, which basically amounted to if it takes longer, it's because we're making the fuck out of your order. Like, that's the, the thing. It's like, it's like, look, it's not it's not going to come in 30 minutes or less anymore, but it's because it's going to be real good. All right. You're having a pizza brought to your house. Just fucking wait for it. And, and probably also that probably also just related to they didn't. Maybe not even so much the injuries, but just the loss of profits. That is, uh, I, that is actually 100% um, true because yeah. Tom Monaghan, uh, he was interviewed about it after the $78 million lawsuit. That was the last big payout. And they said um, when he announced that they were going to discontinue the guarantee that he was asked, oh, does this, you know, was your decision influenced at all by the, the money loss? And he goes, yeah, that's basically it. Like yeah, He's like, yeah, that. that is sure. that. Yeah, that's why. Duh. Like um, he just and like and, and I mean. It is kind of a freak thing. I mean, think That's about how of many money. millions of pizzas are delivered, you know, to have just a couple. I mean, obviously, it doesn't take away from the severity of it. But statistically, it is a very small blip in the scheme of things. But you don't want to be the company that fucking kills people on the open road to get some slob their Philly cheesesteak pizza in less than half an hour. Which, like, who are we? Do we even deserve to have food brought to us in less than half an hour? Like, if you're such, if you're going to order it, do, do we even deserve that? What did we do to, to earn having piping hot, fresh food prepared for, to, for us by someone else brought to us in less than fucking half an hour? Even less than an hour is crazy. We beat the Nazis. 
I guess I can't. Um, we do but, deserve it. You're right. But um, I mean, yeah. And then that <laughs> also. So, but what's funny is, I mean, this kind of also reminds me of like the stuff you hear about Amazon because Amazon is essentially with their huge deliveries of like that's kind of the whole. That's yeah. like the the biggest reason to you know, have Amazon prime is so that you get the super fast delivery. I mean, now you have same day, you have these, sometimes the deliveries are like, Oh, it'll be here in like three hours. Or I know. I'm like, what? But then you hear about some of the, like the, like I actually had a friend who was working at one of the warehouses and I mean, they're timing your bathroom breaks. Yeah. You know? So well, I hope like, they got a long fucking timer. Cause I like to, I take my fucking time cause I need my time. Yeah. And then, and then like, now, go ahead, time it. It's going to be 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll just and tell you now with with uh, with with COVID, you know, you kind of saw like it, it just sort of became impossible to sort of meet like pizzas take an hour for sure these days. I mean, unless you got like a nice little situation, you got your hot spot <laughs> nearby, um, but usually you can expect a pizza to be 45 to an hour. Oh, don't even get me started on some of these Grubhub things. Like there's so many restaurants that list themselves on these delivery sites that like have no business being delivered and it just takes yeah. fucking forever. Like if you're going to have like steak and a baked potato delivered to you, just fucking go to the restaurant. <laughs> Getting a baked potato delivered. I just mean, go- you, you wrap it in foil. And I've had Sizzler hot. delivered, dude. Uh, oh, that's dark. That's some COVID I know. shit. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, dark. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But now we're, but now it's funny because we're also in this era like even because even Amazon, it's like they don't they can't even keep up with that. And oftentimes nowadays, I feel like Amazon, you you won't get your package. It'll get lost. Um, it won't arrive on time. Um, and so it seems like with the Grubhub shit, too, where like there's like people steal it. It's like we're trying to have these highly efficient systems but it's just it's too much and it doesn't yeah. really work all it, the time it's too much like domino's was it was perfect they were they were the perfect company to have that guarantee because they had such a simple menu you know and and in 1990 they well i'll, I'll get to this but they kind of revolutionized the way pizzas would be made for delivery um but do get this um it's a little aside but still in the realm of food delivery i come home the other day and there's a bag of mcdonald's hanging from my doorknob and I'm like, what the fuck? I, I didn't order this. You know, like I, I won't order McDonald's for delivery. Um, I just feel like that's too like decadent. I like we really don't deserve that. And uh, <laughs> but it's on my door and I look at it. I'm like, OK, six piece nuggets, double cheeseburger, fucking caramel, like frappe. I was like, fuck, like I would order this, but I didn't. And then I thought maybe my girlfriend ordered it and she accidentally sent it to the house instead of work. Nope. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's the neighbor. Cause like, you know, my yard has like four doors, you know, that you could bring the delivery to. So I, I assume it has to be the guy across from me. So I leave the thing on his doorknob. That bag stayed there for like three days, dude. Like it was no one's, it was no man's bag. And like, so, no man's bag. Yeah. So like, yeah, things get really fucked up with all this delivery shit nowadays. Um, it is worth noting, though, that some countries continued the guarantee. South Korea, mm. for instance, stopped their 30 minutes or free pizza guarantee in 2011. Um, and I bet in, like a lot more people had to die for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and in India, Sorry, that's not funny. They, they introduced it in 2004, but they gave them special vehicles that could only go 28 miles per hour. 
So, like, if they're going to hit okay. someone, you'll just hurt them, I guess, and not, like, mm. kill them. Um, just but yeah, maim. It, it, yeah, it's still a thing. Now, the new satisfaction guarantee was backed by two things. One was the new order assembly method that they developed in 1990, which allowed employees to construct pizzas and get them out the door in record time. And then there was the 1998 introduction of the heat wave bag. Do you remember that? Where it's like I introducing the new heat do, wave. Yes, yes. And, yeah. it, and it was it actually looked pretty cool. You know, it's, it's it was a normal pizza bag. Like all the places had it. They just like gave it a cool name and yeah. put a logo on it. Um, but the heat wave bag basically ensured that even if it takes super long to get your pizza, it'll still be hot. It's kind of a bullshit gimmick. It's kind of like, look, it's definitely going to take longer than 30 minutes, but we have the new heat wave bag. So even if it takes an hour, it'll still be good. It's, yeah, kind of, but it's like know, a weird like uh, cushion uh, like for air. Yeah. And I, but I, I you know. Anything with like foil, kind of if you if you do it's enough mental age. gymnastics, yes, you can think you can feel like oh you're an astro it's a little astronaut like the penny processor of, guys. Do you remember that exactly? Yeah. Foil is cool. Foil shit, is very you know? cool. So yeah. Um, oh, and uh, now we're we're at, at your little bit here, Parks. In 1998, Domino's founder Tom Monaghan sold his share of the company for one billion dollars. His yeah. share, one share, one. I mean, obviously, granted, he had the lion's share, but mm. there was other people that had stakes in the company, and just this one guy's was a billion dollars. Yeah, um, and I don't know exact specifics, but I know that he had like a serious uh, religious epiphany and kind of became like a Roman Catholic and started the Ave Maria School of Law in t in the year 2000. That does not sound like a cult or a scam in any way. No, the, or, and there was also <laughs> the Ave Maria College. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of going like, and so part of it is I do believe he kind of had this moment of selling off um, a large number of some of his more worldly outlandish possessions because he felt it was not you know right with god's plan and dominoes being sort of the biggest possession now granted making so much money in the process it's not and like a lot of people actually, happy yeah not becoming like a monk or truly giving away but you know i don't really know exactly what all goes into that but i do know that roman catholic is like a pretty strong flavor of, of, of Christianity. Yeah, more robust so. almost, like a hardier marinara. Maybe his whole uh, his whole conversion to Roman Catholicism came from his uh, total like Americanization of an Italian dish. He's like, what have I done? Like he went to Italy. Yeah, he uh -huh. he tried like some real pizza, and he's like, I I have to I have to get wash my hands of Domino's. Like what mm -hmm. have I done? Like I'm gonna dedicate yeah. my life to the Roman Catholic Church because I have <laughs> so deeply wounded the uh, Italian culture and heritage and and Roman. <laughs> like that's it. Like no more Domino's. Only only authentic pizza from now on. I can't have any exactly. part of this. Exactly. Yeah. He. It's like he kind of um. Maybe he took the the thirty minutes or less guarantee of like you're gonna get into heaven. Yeah, <laughs> thirty minutes yeah. or less. Thirty minutes or less. Um, but he even apparently founded a very small sort of what what would you call it like a planned community, like a super a tiny commune? town. Yeah, called Ave Maria in Florida. This is all sounding super sketchy. Like we might have to do like a squirts on this guy. There's all and there's so many. It's again pizza is this thing that just because it's such. It's so prevalent. It has weird 
uh, little offshoots in America. I mean, Pizzagate. I wanted to mention that at the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Pizzagate was this huge thing, and it's always it's always about pizza. I mean, actually, earlier when we were saying pizza a lot, I had one of those moments where the word pizza sort of, like, lost its meaning for a second because yeah. we, we just keep <laughs> saying pizza, like, over and over again. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't imagine we'll have another uh, pizza episode. But yeah, Pizzagate, Jesus. That's sure like a, that should be, like... Um, and I feel like whoever created that shit was totally in on the goof and was just like, if people will believe this, they'll believe it. If they believe that there's a pizza joint that is secretly like housing a cabal of elitists that are eating children, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. then they'll believe fucking anything. I mean, um, at least go to like yeah. a sizzler if you're going to have your cabal come to eat children. Like, don't do it at a fucking pizza place. Like, you can, like, you uh, guys are like billionaires. Why are you doing it at any right, shitty right. restaurant? Well, I guess it's, I mean, the idea would maybe be to be unassuming. I don't really know. That was such a wild moment in uh, recent <laughs> yeah, American dude. history. Uh, also, just want to say, uh, Monaghan, in 1983, he bought the Detroit Tigers, um, and they won the World Series a year later. So yeah. that's really like kind of and, – and that in itself is almost like the peak – sort of dumpage of dominoes i mean obviously dominoes is not a dump it's still oh, a we huge... got more there yeah it's about yeah to take but a like, really crazy it's turn. pretty wild like he he bought a baseball team and was very uh successful with it and he's just like listen guys i'm the owner now new diet plan and this will bring you to the world series yeah. only pizza every day right. it's and like then... <laughs> when michael jordan does like a mcdonald's ballpark frank like, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, Domino's attempted to bring back the guarantee without the actual guarantee part in 2008 with their You Got 30 Minutes ad campaign. There was no actual delivery time guarantee. Domino's was just trying to cash in on people's memories uh, and nostalgia for the like OG 30 minutes or less deal from the 80s. But it was like, so you ordered a pizza? Like, it's like, what are you going to do with this short amount of time that you have? between ordering and getting your pizza. You got 30 minutes. What are you going to do? You know, but it's, but then like in fine print at the bottom of the commercial, it would be like, you actually have more than 30 minutes. Like nothing happens if you don't get it within 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which also feels like some sort of weird. Yeah. Metaphor as far, or just like a trend of just kind of taking the nostalgia. And yeah. Just you got sort 30 of minutes and an empty sort of retreading of it. Uh, not to say there's anything wrong with uh, nostalgia content, am I right, Ryan? <laughs> waka but um, what I I did uh, just see that there's a new white man can't jump movie with uh, <laughs> the rapper Jack Harlow. But this time the white men really can't jump and they're <laughs> shitty. <laughs> that, if it's yeah. a reboot, yeah. So um, now we're far from done, folks. We got to enter the Noid. Now, this dump crept up on us, as some dumps tend to do. Initially, we just wanted to explore the possibility of doing an episode about the Domino's mascot from the mid-80s to the mid-90s, the Noid. That was the whole, my whole thing was just to do one about the Noid, because that was suggested to us. I knew it was a big thing. But then, like, after watching that National Geographic special I, I mentioned, like, I was like, oh, there's so much more to the Domino's thing, and the Noid plays perfectly into the 30 minutes guarantee. Now, the Noid could have been an episode, but the Noid and the 30 minutes or less is a package deal. The Noid was a small human-like creature with a red jumpsuit complete with rabbit ears and a large N on its chest. The idea behind the Noid was that it was the living embodiment of all the obstacles that could keep your pizza from arriving within 30 minutes or less. 
By calling mm. Domino's for your pizza, you could avoid the Noid because they mm. guaranteed your pizza's delivery within that time frame. Now, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, it's like you know, if if Pizza Hut they can't handle the Noid because they don't even they don't even guarantee uh, when their pizza is going to get to you. Domino's will always avoid the Noid because we guarantee that it'll be there in thirty minutes. Avoid the Noid, and it was claymation. I, I, yeah. Uh, it was very like New Monkeys, like if you remember our New Monkeys episode, very Pee Wee's Playhouse, that 80s claymation. Yes, it's very like claymation had a big moment, possibly dumpage in itself. Um, some sort of like weird transitional uh, animation kind of moments before, you know, shit went real Pre-CGI. heavy with the, with the CGI. So people are trying all these different tactic tactics um i mean it also kind of reminds me of um uh the mac tonight in terms yeah. of just the visual look where it's like they're actually spending a lot to make these intricate sets and studios um and it does have a very dated like late 80s uh early 90s look to it but it's also it's just kind of fun because it's just kind of weird yeah and nonsensical and it is and it's original it's 3d and it's being filmed with a real camera so it gives another worldly feel it's like live action cartoons yeah yeah uh now it's cool that it's original though i like that about it cool yeah well get this the noid itself was created by the ad agency group uh group 243 and was designed and animated by will vinton Vinton is considered a master of his craft and also is the man behind the California Raisins. Oh, uh, there you go. yeah. And the return to Oz. I believe he won an Oscar for special effects for that. And the adventures of Mark Twain, which I think is the only film that he directed. But if you remember the adventures of Mark Twain, it was all claymation. Like, yeah, it was very, very oh, weird. Okay. Very eighties. Uh, okay. now the Noid was voiced by Pons Marr, who also voiced Theodore Rex. If you with Whoopi Goldberg, I believe it's that one where there's like the cool dinosaur, like living in the city. No. <laughs> yeah. Very, very fucking weird. Uh, the, the narrator of the commercials was Andre Stojic, who did voices for Scooby-Doo and the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. Now that Will Vinton man, he really had a monopoly on that like '80s claymation shit. Yeah. I mean, California mm-hmm. fucking raisins, like Jesus. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's the dump because yeah, literally all these things you're describing are it's part of that era. Of, yeah, so it, I mean, it, he it all, re- it all lumps together as like a very cohesive late '80s aesthetic. Yeah, like um, what's the other one? Oh, fu- um. Ah, oh, fuck the TV guy. Everyone's probably screaming at the fucking radio right now. Um. Uh, the guy with the, the head, um, Max, uh, Max, Headroom. Max Headroom. Max yeah, Headroom. Max Headroom. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. That kind of shit. Uh, also mm. on that uh, National Geographic uh, special, there's a whole episode about commercials and there's a whole thing about Max Headroom. Very crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Noid, for better or worse, was an instant smash. The Noid was introduced in 1986 and by 1988 was optioned for a kids TV show, but was eventually turned down because it had no real merit. It was just a ploy to get people to buy Domino's. If you remember to be a kid's show and to get like that, you have to kind of have some educational purpose Mm. behind it in some way or something positive. This is a little more uh, less nefarious Joe Camel in some ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not that pizza is great for Dude, you, if, but it's if not. If Joe Camel and the Noid <laughs> teamed up, yeah. like we would just, the world would be dead in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, oh, speaking of dead in two weeks and, uh, and dumps, um, our buddy chance who was on our four loco episode telling his tale from the tall can sent me a text the other day. Monster energy is making seltzers. Now 
I don't know oh. if there's caffeine in it, but like I don't know, dude. Like Ooh. it hasn't hit the city yet, so there's still time to survive and get out. Uh, <laughs> like it's, I feel like there's an invasion. Um, while the Noid never got a show, they did get two video games. In 1989, the PC game Avoid the Noid was released. The object of the game was to deliver a pizza in an apartment building within, you guessed it, 30 minutes or less, while simultaneously avoiding the Noids. Then, in 1990, Yo Noid was released for the (laughs) Nintendo Entertainment System. The Noid also made an appearance in Michael Jackson's 1988 film Moonwalker. Like... The noise. What is like, Moonwalker? I don't know what that is. What, dude? The fucking movie where Joe Pesci's no. in it, and like he's what? trying to get kids hooked on drugs, and Michael Jackson is the superhero. It's a fucking movie. Oh, dude, wow. that is what uh, we're gonna have to talk after the show. But uh, <laughs> you're in, gonna, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Addressing, yeah, you're, you're going to dump detention. No <laughs> idea what this is. Yeah, what? Yeah, dude, they made a video, dude. I gotta watch Moonwalker. Oh, yeah, ASAP. we might that might have to be a dump. Uh, just Holy to crap, or like we have to do like a react or a like docu dump reacts for our to. Patreon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll do commentary to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, video games and pizza. I mean, all right up Michael Jackson's alley, right? It's all kid shit. So oh, <laughs> made God. sense that he'd want uh, the Noid in his movie. You know, if you hang around, oh. I can introduce you to the Noid. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. With all, <laughs> yeah. With all this being said, one could assume that the Noid was just as popular as ever by the time January 30th of 1989 rolled around. Well, that just so happens to be the day that one Kenneth Lamar Noid, a 22-year-old man from Shambly, Georgia, entered a Domino's pizza store armed with a 357 Magnum revolver. It was in this Domino's location where Noid would hold two Domino's employees hostage for a grueling five hours. Ugh. Yeah. Kenneth Noid was a deeply disturbed individual, often reported as having untreated schizophrenia. He was unnerved by all of the Noid commercials and billboards, each one of them imploring people to avoid the Noid, which to Kenneth Noid implied that Domino's wanted people to avoid him and to hate him because he too was a Noid. It's actually Uh. really sad when you think about this totally mentally disturbed young man. Like the early 20s is when a lot of mental illness starts to show itself and really blossom, so to speak. And, you know, he's... Everywhere he goes, he thinks that everyone hates him and that like and he can't stop it. And like the commercials are only getting bigger. And then it's in a Michael Jackson movie and it's the Noid and everyone hates the Noid and you're the Noid. Like it reminds me of like Karen's nowadays. Like I feel bad Mm. for Karen's like. Yeah. It's not like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I officiated a wedding for one of my good friends, um, Karen. And yeah, she's a really nice, lovely person and definitely, you know has not done any quote unquote Karen activities. Um, or what about Kyle's man? <laughs> Kyle. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the whole punching, punching the, the chads. Yeah. Um, but it also at the same time, it's, I mean, I think the Karen thing is kind of that, that, that was a larger moment. The Karen. Yeah. Uh, really kind of like, I feel like my parents are aware of the Karen phenomenon. Absolutely. Probably not the Chad or Kyle, that's a little more of some weird meme, whatever shit. But yeah, that's the Noid thing is very sad. Um, and it sounds terrifying because uh, just imagining the idea that suddenly you're just turning on the TV or you're seeing billboards and just, I mean, that is such a strange and unfortunate and sad 
and scary uh, kind of a combination of elements to be like, we're going to create this completely fictitious character. And then first off, the guy's name is Noid, which is yeah. a very I'm sure at school name. everyone's like, hey, it's the Noid. They you know? Prob- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably was got weird, like got made fun of for being Noid. It's just, it's just, you know, a, it is a less common name. And just to feel Old like, Kenny wow. Noid. Yeah. All, uh, yeah, society is basically just kind of, conspiring against you and that like, is a like real every, thing everyone's eating pizza and in his head he just sees him like <laughs> like laughing yeah, in his face like horrifying. pointing at him like that's what he's envisioning it's fucked up uh yeah. now shortly after kenneth noid had taken his hostages the building was surrounded by law enforcement negotiators pleaded with noid to release the employees he had trapped inside Noid demanded $10,000 in cash, a copy of the book, The Widow's Son, which is kind of about like Freemason stuff, if I'm not mistaken, and a white limousine with which he would escape. (laughs) (laughs) But like, first of all, driving a limousine is hard. Like, is it going to come with a driver? Noid's not thinking, man. He's under a lot of pressure. That is a that is a very bizarre and not really. Yeah, that's a strange Request. Yeah, Here, here's a quick tip for anyone, um, and I don't recommend taking any hostages ever, but if you are and you're going to make demands, you're not going to get them, dude. You're not going to get your demands, mm-hmm. dude. They're going to blow your yeah. brains out the second you walk outside to pick them up. Now, from the yeah. hostages themselves, he demanded two custom pizzas. The hostages made the pizzas, and when Noid began to eat, they simply but bravely just ran out of the building. <laughs> so Noid was mm-hmm. then arrested and charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault, and theft by extortion. However, due to his mental state, he was sent to Georgia's Mental Health Institute, where he was treated for five years. Upon his release in 1995, Noid was horrified to learn that the Domino's Noid hadn't gone anywhere. After watching the latest Avoid the Noid commercials, Kenneth Noid acquired a handgun, not sure how, and well, here's how, because it was in Florida, and committed Mm -hmm. suicide. Very, very, very unfortunate. And with the death of Kenneth Noid also came the death of the Noid. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very sad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's, but I mean, so unavoidable. I mean, obviously, there's a heavy mental illness involved in this. Yes. Now that wouldn't be the last we would see of the Red Menace, the Noid, not communism. In 2011, <laughs> Domino's introduced a Noid game for Facebook in honor of the Noid's 25th anniversary. And in April of 2021, they brought the Noid back in a big way, using it in commercials to promote new autonomous delivery vehicles that would help you. Avoid the Noid. And the Noid also appeared in a Crash Bandicoot game that same year. Um, do you I remember that? They had the uh, driverless delivery vehicles. No, but something about a driverless delivery vehicle feels like the Noid to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> that is the I, Noid. <laughs> I think also because Noid, in my mind, feels like, what is it, a portmanteau of null and void. Yeah, and it just feels extreme. Like the word "noid" has like dark energy, right? Like yeah. it kind of feels like some apocalyptic or dystopic shit. And so, yeah. like something about the word "noid" feels like you're going to get sucked in. And I mean, I guess that's part of the. It's campaign. also like something like skin tags could be called like a noid. Like it yeah. sounds like something that would like grow on you. That like you would see Doctor Pimple Popper like carve a- off. <laughs> <laughs> love Dr. Pimple Bopper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I, I don't remember this. So. Yeah, it, it was the thing. And it was it was pandemic inspired. It was like, well, mm. everyone's getting delivery, but we can't have the people. So let's fucking make let's develop. This. It was probably I mean, honestly, though, that technology was probably in the works for a while. But the push to really have it 
go through because I, you know, there's the whole thing with like technology replacing workers and like they're yes. like that's a very negative thing. And fast food seems to like fast food and internet based companies seem to be on the forefront of that technology. Absolutely. And so I think there was hesitation, but they're like, well, now people don't want contact with another person so let's roll these driverless vehicles out and we'll bring yeah. back the noid because everyone loves the noid uh except for the guy that held hostages and killed himself over it um, uh also that... worth mentioning the noid's been referenced in tons and tons of cartoons including yes. twice in family guy um two things i want to say so one is that uh when i came to see you out for our show in la when i was in the airport there was one of those convenience stores where you there is a kind of well like a turnstile oh right automated turnstile and you have to enter your credit card and then you so you have to have a credit card first off to enter the store um, and then once you put in your credit card then you can just grab anything and then walk out and it yeah. somehow tracks and automatically charges you so there's still employees there who are kind of regulating that but i mean essentially that would be erasing the need for an employee uh because once that has kind of systems been integrated enough as long as you have a credit card or even Apple, you just have to literally have like a smartphone you walk in take stuff and there would be it's no all need. fucked up i mean i guess someone would still have to stock it um but still it was pretty weird well you think a yeah. robot can't handle putting shit on a shelf that's like uh, the mean, first yeah, thing a robot ever did yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> um but then the other thing is that another uh, really unfortunate death that I discovered, and it's not Domino's related, but it is pizza related, um, which I discovered through this movie in 2011 oh, yeah. called 30 Minutes or Less. And 30 Minutes or Less is a comedy uh, with Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, um, what's his name? I'm blanking. The guy in uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, why am I... I'm, but there's a bunch of really hilarious comedians in it. Yeah, I remember and, when that came out. Yeah, and so it's kind of it's a it's interesting because the concept is like that it's about a driver who's trying to you know operate in these thirty minutes or less criteria, but then he becomes part of this hostage situation, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, where uh, he has a bomb attached to him and he is being forced by uh, his captors to rob a bank. So that they can use the money to buy a hitman to kill their father for an inheritance. And a lot of this is actually based on this guy, Brian Wells, who was a pizza delivery driver who had a uh, explosive co neck collar. Um, and he had to rob a bank. And it was because these completely bonkers set of conspirators were trying to raise the money to murder uh, one of their fathers. And uh, it was very unfortunate because ultimately... Sounds hilarious. Uh, Let's make a movie about it. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> like, the movie is totally just, like, freewheeling. It's very funny. Uh, but when you realize that, like, oh, no, this guy actually died because the bo the bomb went off. Yeah, um, blew his and, head to pieces. There's a documentary series about it on Netflix called Evil Genius. Um, but then I also found that there was a similar incident, speaking of automation, in which a man had a bomb forcibly put on him and a robot successfully diffused the bomb off of the man. Crazy. Um, but I don't remember the names of those. See, delivering pizzas and saving lives. It's but, time for the robots to take over. 
but Brian Wells, uh, yeah, I don't know that. I mean, that's just an, a really unfortunate. Um, I mean, that gets a little more into like true crime, but Brian totally, Wells, yeah, and Kenneth Noyd, you know. No, and, and there's a of... there's an article I read about the thirty minutes or less movie where it's like like what's the overall social consequence of taking like real murders and making them into like funny buddy comedies, you know, um, it's true, but here we are folks. So what does it all mean? I guess it means that if you live a life where you can have someone bring food to your door, you have it pretty good. And it's fine. If you have to wait a little bit, someone has to take your order, make the pizza and then drive that shit out into a world full of noids in order to get it to you. Be patient. It's crazy that Domino's ever offered to just give you the shit if they were a little late. And it was crazy for people to take advantage of that. No one should have to die because someone else ordered a pizza ever. Especially if that pizza is from Domino's. <laughs> and that that's what it means to me. Like, don't die. I'll die. There's a place out here, uh, Numero Uno Pizza. If I got in you know, an accident because someone was getting that, I'd, I'd get it. I'd, I'd like I'd be like yes like this needs to be at my house within 30 minutes because the huge chunks of tomatoes they put on the real sugary dough um, will get weird or weirder but yeah so that that that's it uh, we got a couple big episodes coming coming your way so uh, stay tuned for that and um, I guess since we already plugged it I'll I'll I'll, I'll save you but you know from hearing it again but do check out our Patreon it is the only uh, the, the only way that we, we make anything from this, and it really helps us out, helps us uh, keep our schedules open so we can work day jobs less to dump more. That's patreon.com slash culture dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm Parks Miller. Keep on dumping.